Bill is a failed skydiver and a bear sometimes he runs. Ben's always traveling, an occasional beach bum. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's BHP Town Hall. Random guests, alcohol, BHP Town Hall. Ben created Eye on Off, he's a comic book fanatic. Phil made Pyro CMS, he's probably in a kayak. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's BHP. Town Hall. Random guests, alcohol, BHP, Town Hall. So, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, PHP Town Hall Round Full Stack, whatever the hell we're calling it. We're recording from uh, Sunshine PHP here in Miami, and uh, we've got a good smattering of attendees from the uh, from the main event. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's white. We have we have multiple cameramen on the side. This is, this is wonderful. Um, so, uh, would like to introduce yourselves? Starting with you, Amanda. Uh, I'm Amanda. I'm a developer of just a PagerDuty. Uh, I gave a talk on APIs here, and um, now I'm here talking about something. <laughs> I'm Adam Lannan. I'm a developer at Titanco. I'm host of the Full Stack Radio podcast. I gave a talk here yesterday on the four rules of simple design. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm Samantha uh, Quinones, um, and I, I work at AOL. Yes, questions are allowed <laughs> from the audience if you if you add What is your way message right now? Uh, I'm in Miami, bitch. Something that's progressive, maybe? I was the master of that shit when I was like twelve. Wonderful. So anyway, yeah, moving on. Uh no, we we prefer uh, direct aggression um on yes. PHP Town Hall. Uh, it's more efficient that way. Uh what's oh Blue Moon has arrived. Okay. Unit name for Frank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um so today, there's a couple of topics we're going to talk about, um, and one of them is podcasting. Um, now, we have an incredibly uh, professional podcaster up here, and also Adam's joining us. So, Adam, would you like to <laughs> talk to us uh, about your podcast? What got you into, into doing the uh, Full Stack yeah, sure. Radio? So, um, one day, I decided that there was someone that I wanted to have a conversation with that likely wouldn't talk to me if I just messaged them. He's like, hey, will you talk to me on Skype for an hour and answer my questions? But... If I have podcasts, I can invite them on podcasts. So I did that, and it worked out great. And I've had the chance to interview lots of uh, really intelligent and exciting people because of it. And it's a totally selfish thing, and I don't really give a shit if anyone ever listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Seems to be working out, right? Like you managed to get some sponsorship. They do it on a per episode basis. Yeah, um, yeah. So I've had two different sponsors on the show. Uh, Laracasts is sponsoring them currently, which has worked out great because it's a service that I use all the time. But yeah, I try and do it every two weeks. I try and keep the production quality high because I used to record bands for a living, so I kind of have a nitpicky now Twitch that prevents me from putting up things like garbage. But uh, yeah. we do not suffer from that on PHP Temple. <laughs> very convenient because we just get them out nice and efficiently. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so. Uh, who? How, how do you work out who you're going to talk to? How do you like pick guests to get on? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a Trello board, and I keep track of anyone who I think of, and just keep them on there, and then usually I just cold email people, and they usually say yes, some people say no, um, but for the most part, people are willing to do it, so I've only had like maybe 
one person actually say no, and then a couple people just never get back to me, <laughs> which is kind of the, I don't know, the only way you can say no without explicitly being an asshole, but kind of actually being more of an asshole. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's worth it. Uh, <laughs> name, name, name the names. But uh, yeah, no, it's been not too bad. I'm starting to run out of people to bring on the show, honestly. So if anybody out there has anyone that they would like me to interview, yeah. Let me know. Well, uh, a great way to do it is just, uh, hi, I'm Adam Wadden. Uh, I'd like to add you to my personal LinkedIn professional network. <laughs> uh, <that's, laughs> also, do you podcast? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Um, uh, what is your, your experience with podcasting? We're going to start one soon, hopefully. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe starting. Um, so I have never actually done one, but I sit on a lot of them. Uh, mm. People invite me to make words for whatever reason. So that's pretty much my experience with it. To the point, like, it was so common for me to be on podcasts that I actually bought, like, legit equipment to do it. And then <laughs> never did a podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah, we have these wonderful uh, microphones provided by uh, Cal Evans, and they are, yeah. they are stellar. Hopefully you can actually hear us this time. Um, for those watching on the video, hi, I am the hand on the left. Um, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we're going to throw some Nomad uh, signs in here. Um, and thank you very much to, uh, to Adam for letting us uh, do this in, the, in one of the spare rooms at Sunshine PHP. So, uh, yeah, the hand thanks you. He's in the back doing work. Right yeah, he's actually doing well. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Totally <laughs> I think you want to get the logo out of the background to make it seem like this wasn't an officially condoned <laughs> event. That's what's going on right now. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Samantha, what's, what, uh, have you been on many podcasts? What's going on with that? I've uh, I've been on a number of podcasts. Yeah, I actually used to also be on a. I used to actually produce podcasts um, a number of years ago that was not related to technology in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I guess my claim to fame is that like my cousin, uh, my cousin's husband is on a, an actual real podcast that people actually listen to, Blockouts. So that's like my oh, big okay. claim to fame. Yeah, yeah Stuart nice. Wellington. Little <laughs> shout out there. Uh, but no, I, 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 I'm like, and I'm on often for some reason. People are like, hey, would you like to come on our podcast and talk about stuff for some reason. <laughs> like, make okay, words. Yeah, make words. words. Yeah. yeah, and I love to talk, so sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much my motivation for Town Hall. It's like, whenever whenever I'm arguing with someone, I would just be much more efficient if I could get them in front of me or on Skype <laughs> instead of just spamming the shit out of everyone on Twitter because no one really cares. Um, so then we record it and release it and no one else cares, but we've at least got it out of our system and then uh, the internet's a happier place. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I like to hope so. I pretend. Uh, <laughs> I'm at least really happy. <laughs> Problem solved. He's a prick. Um, yeah, that's wonderful. Who who has an awful story of being on a podcast that wasn't this one? Does anyone have a really awkward awkward podcast? I did have to suffer through Ben Evans. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I, was... I've done that 46 times. I'm really glad I missed that one. Um, it was episode 45 API Mad. 44 API Mad, I believe. It's a good episode. Uh, Check it out. Sure. Yeah, we're talking about APIs a whole bunch. Oh, we've got multiple angles. This is great. Oh, actually, yes. Yeah, so what's amazing about the video, if anyone's watching it, is it looks like Adam's head is really small and we have a massive microphone. <laughs> it's like a baby just right like this. Um, anyway, I swear we had topics for this podcast. Uh, we were going to talk about the thing, everyone's favorite conversation. Um, and uh, <laughs> so... Recently, the figure's been going through a, couple, uh, a bit of an identity crisis, basically, with um, on one side people screaming that the fig uh, isn't all-encompassing enough for the entire community and the standards don't uh, reflect uh, uh, what the entire community need. And there's been another group of people shouting that it doesn't do, um, doesn't do enough. It's basically saying it's too much and, and it's too little at the same time somehow. Um, so I'll actually get 
Ben up here for a second, a different Ben, Ben Marx, and uh, ask him a question that's not about Magento for a minute. Okay, so I'm here to talk about Magento. <laughs> Oh dear, we've been tricked. Uh, so Ben is one of the newest uh, members of the PHP fig. Um, hello, I don't know they've seen this face. It's, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> so Ben is one of the newest members of the fig, and um, he's lovely. He's very nice. Not a member. You're not a member. I thought you were applying to. I applied, but I don't think I got voted in. No oh, one told no, me. Oh, that's sad. Okay. Oh, well, it's because they had an identity crisis, like right at the time <laughs> I applied, which just makes me doubt. Right. Some things. Oh, I thought you got in. Um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> someone tally it up quick. Ask Michael Cullum. He seems to know everything about this. Um, regardless, you've been showing a interest in the fig and getting involved. And as a newcomer, newcomer to the mailing list, I've only had a little bit, seriously. <laughs> uh, two days of being sober, that's what happens. Um, as a newcomer to the mailing list, uh, what, what's been your experience so far? Like, What interactions have you had? Well, so I see a lot of good things happening. Um, I see a lot of I see a lot of great things happening, and then devolving into really granular. I, I just I, you know it's sort of basically there's there's productivity, and then there's sort of minutia, and then there's something below that that I I wasn't aware existed until I, no it's it's so it's really hard. You get really smart people that are very dogmatic and opinionated, and they they, they hash things out, and then sometimes they they sort of the hashing. It compounds, yeah, and we end up in this sort of exponential, uh, this exponential level of hashing that uh, ultimately we end up sort of back where we started with nothing accomplished. Um, which is not to say that it's an easy task to come up with. Uh, at the same time, come up with things that we think work for a lot of people, uh, and basically the ways that a lot of things uh, can work together. So, like. Not to talk about Magento, but um, like so, <laughs> bloody no, no, so literally, no, but literally, like so. So Magento two was really tough to get out the door. If you look in our, if you look in our, if you look in our core, which is not here, it's it's on GitHub. But if you look in the core, like there are a lot of things that we didn't have to do because lots of people out there in the community are doing them, and not only are they doing them, they're continuing to maintain them, and they all work together because guess what? The thing exists. PSRs exist. <coughs> So, like, that's what we really, I think, need to focus on as the core mission of whatever the fig either continues to be or changes into is this idea that if we're working together, it's basically at a meta level, the ultimate don't repeat yourself across the entire community. And that's pretty amazing. So, so hopefully we can get through the current, the current stuff and figure out, uh, you, know, whether, you know, whether I'm just there participating or whether we can just have our voice. We've got lots of really smart devs. Uh, most of them are in the Ukraine. A lot of them are also spread out in the States. And the nice thing is with these great projects is you've got a lot of people who know a lot about their domain and through like, like through each individual project, they can, you know, they can share their voice. Yeah. Um, Samantha, you uh, are interested in, in getting involved with the fig as potentially one of the secretaries. There's a new secretary role coming into play, which is basically a group of three kitten herders, as I've heard it called. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Rabid kitten Not, not your words. So tell, tell us about that and like, why you're interested in, in fig secretaries. I think the fig has a tremendous amount of potential, and I'm, I'm one of those people that think that the fig should be expansive rather than, than minimalistic. Um, because open, so open standards are good. I think like all of us who work in the open source world know that standards are, uh, are a force for good. Um, and, and the fig is what we have. 
in our community. And it's, it's already kind of like, even though it's dysfunctional, I think we all agree it's dysfunctional, but um, it's something. And it's something that we should, I, 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 like, I hate when people like even talk about maybe throwing it away or saying that it's irrelevant. Like it is, it is a building block that we can create something amazing uh, on top of, and, and I think that you know we can really look to other languages, other communities to see what they're doing, and actually having, um, you know, like we it's called the Framework Interoperability Group, and like I think the age of frameworks in PHP is largely over. Yeah. Uh, frameworks are becoming less important. Libraries are becoming what's more important. So it becomes then a, a, just a, a code interoperability uh, group. And when you talk about code interoperability, what are you talking about? You're talking about open standards. You're talking about uh, common interfaces, you're talking about common approaches to solving problems. So um, that's why I, I feel like the fig uh, at least can be some, I mean, it already has been something really incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Some of the PSRs have been so massively adopted. Like, you know, how many people join a new company and they're like, yeah, our PSR2 is our coding standard. Like, that's yeah. that's amazing, right? Um, you know, my interest in it is mostly coming, coming at it as someone who enjoys administration and process and and I see kind of a deficit there where more process uh, might make it a more, first of all, effective uh, venture for all of the, the member projects, um, and also maybe more of a pleasant place for people to, to be able to connect and get engaged and actually uh, feel invested in it, so. PSR is like one through four for <laughs> us, so uh, that I mean that that's, again, what helped get us where we were, basically helped us deliver M to one time. So yeah. We, since frameworks are dead, can we rename it to Big PHP Interoperability? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what code rabbi would have to say, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only to eat it. <laughs> so um, yeah, so some of the feedback uh, from from Anthony Ferreira, who's, who's had a lot of like valuable feedback for the Fig, even though never been directly involved, is that. Um, the, the the fig pretty much could become like the open standards group, but the, the the effort and quality required would be much more than is currently put in, right? Um, and and I'm I personally struggle to see how it would end up becoming that without being drastically different. Like um, the the representatives for the projects, a lot of people, it's hard enough to make them read the meta document that explains what a standard does, and that's even if that doesn't change ten times in a month. And if it's changing more, or you know, goes on for two, three, four years. The chances of having those people um, actually give a damn uh, long enough is, is is really hard. Plus, people change and they move around, and I, I got out of there mostly just because I Pyro CMS got sold and I wasn't doing anything with PHP anymore. But um, people people's jobs change and, and they, they move around and they move on. So we end up in a lot of circular conversations in the FIG because uh, the people switch around. There's not like an insanely high turnover, but there's enough of a turnover where you know people weren't around for the start of the story uh, at the end of it all the time. Um, and I'm I'm wondering what you think the fig could do um, in what you think the fig can do to become that that working group and and, that, and that's to anybody if anyone has any ideas. I mean, I, for me, so like, I mean, coming into this and then pouring over and one of the first things I did was I got involved. Uh, uh, I, I started trying to go through and just just actually just track votes in this really you, you get these threads that are hundreds hundreds of responses long and it's really hard to track. This matrix of what people's sort of pseudo votes were, because it wasn't in voting phase yet, and people kept switching, they kept adding, they kept reducing. It was a really hard thing to track. And then this whole identity identity crisis thing came about, and I started looking at you know some of the points that were raised were basically we need to be you know like the you know a, a true standards body which has this this sort of 
massive, massive amount of, of structure and effort involved, which I don't know that we'll ever get, right? Because like yeah. you said, people, it's, it's kind of transient. People come and go. I think that was part of the idea behind getting projects as opposed to people that was involved. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so, so, so part of the thing is, is how do you deal with people coming and going and, um, and, and this notion that we should be this, you know, this, this sort of all-encompassing, very scientifically, uh, this very method-laden body that, that makes decisions. And, yeah. you know, that, again, we see, we see the, or I'm sorry, I keep saying we, the fig seems to be going in the direction <laughs> Not of... Not in there yet, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, where do I send the check? No. Um, you know, we, basically, the fig seems to be going in the direction of, um, well, or questioning whether it should go in the direction of something that seems to get it away from being just the effective thing that it's been already. Yeah. And, and so, so the, 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 I'd say the hope lies in kind of where, like what's been done and not just been what's been done by the fig, but what's that, what, what that has enabled. Right. I mean, but I think it's honestly a good model. Like the fact that it's a project based model, I think is one of its strengths. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the fact is most people who are doing, doing PHP in their, their day to day lives are approaching PHP through the, the lens of, either a common library or a common framework or a common CMS or something, like one of the member projects. Um, so, I mean, that, that, that kind of lends it a lot of power. Right? There's very few people that are just building complex things with bare, raw PHP, uh, which is one of the, the strengths of our community, the fact that we have an ecosystem that doesn't require you to do that. Uh, well, I think a lot of these things, like, I think there's a, a lot of opportunity for having um, for building up process and, and not saying like, well, it's not what it's not what it should be to be an all-encompassing standards body. So let's ignore the idea of being an all-encompassing standards body. Like we have a great start. Uh, we can start. To Hold on one second. There's a question coming in. For, oh, there's an applause sign. <laughs> Jeremy has an applause sign that he just raised. Okay, now I understand. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't mean to pontificate on it, but I, I really feel like uh, there, there's there's this tremendous opportunity that that uh, the fig has to to make a real difference in the way that, that our community uh, continues to evolve. It's a good sign that our community has come to the point where we need a body like the fig, mm. and the fact that we're looking to the fig and saying, you know, please grow into something that's going to help this community uh, continue to expand and become more inclusive and become more effective. At promoting the project. That yeah. may be the salient point. It's good that we are at this place where sure. we know we benefit from this and where we can make this something that matters. Mm. That's the salient point. And I think the secretary role is going to be, oh, that's a question over here. So um, I don't know that much. I've been doing PHP off and on since 98, but and I don't know all the details of the fig and such, but I, I see this, uh, you're saying high turnover. Has anybody ever just discussed <laughs> Like maybe making members or membership or whatever be part of the big in terms like yeah okay you're like a one or you got a two year thing and you can't quit <laughs> I got you yeah you know, that kind of thing uh, yeah the question was um, about uh, making it so that membership projects uh, their representatives are, are based on terms and um, and making it so they can't quit essentially I guess that'd be quite hard to do because uh, you know shit comes up. But um, right. it could well be a case of you can be a member project, but if your person leaves or you replace us or you replace them with someone that hasn't got a clue what's going on, then kick you out. But that's pretty hard to manage. You know, like how do you work out if someone's replacing them well? And it's well, well, you just see projects just drop off. If there's one project that's been like really, uh, really behind a change or like really pushing for, it, like one of the main projects is helping to to work on it. 
um, yeah, uh, if if they get hit by a bus, you kick them off, then the whole standard screwed. It, 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 I, I think it'd be tough, but uh, Margaret. <laughs> okay, there's a strict policy that we're not discussing the code of conduct because my blood pressure can't handle it. So we're not going to talk about the code of conduct here. Uh, well, if you look, at, I don't know if you look at the threads on the fig, like the, the fig mailing list, we seem to be keeping it above the actual discussion about potential codes of conduct in PHP. Right. Right. So that's the only thing that could make everyone bike shed harder, I think. Um, but oh, I nearly asked her, "How do you feel about the uh, the custom uh, code of conduct that's being developed?" No, I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we going with questions? Yes. So I've heard the argument of. The PSRs are too overreaching and trying to do too much. I just question the fact that those the people who make those statements realize it's a recommendation. This sounds yeah. like a it's statement. <laughs> it sounds like a statement. It's a yeah. question. Do you, do you run into a lot of uh, like a lot of those people that are like, oh, it's too overreaching? Yeah. So that's the problem. Like, I have yeah, sorry, to, uh, to restate the question, um, some people say that PSRs, as they currently are, and the FIG, as it currently is, is uh, too overreaching, and it tries to do too much, and it tries to, I guess, like enforce its word on too many people. Um, I have absolutely run into that a lot. Um, I have been unofficially representing the FIG quite a lot. I think that's why a lot of people think that like I invented the FIG or something. I, <laughs> I get a lot of blame and far too much credit for things that the FIG do. I'm just one member that turned up after PSR2, but... I've blogged about it a lot. Um, in my interactions with people, there are a huge number of people, a lot of people that say that PSRs are too wide reaching. They do far too much. Um, they are telling, they're coming into my house and taking away my tabs and, you know, beating my kid. Like, I don't understand what they think the, the, the fig really is. There's, there's a confusion between, <laughs> there's a confusion between um, uh, the fig just saying like, here's some stuff that we use, us, us projects, uh, this CMS and this framework and these other things, we had some really similar code and some really similar standards. So we just thought, oh, let's combine those. And then those that we can just use those now. And someone else looks in and goes, oh, that was pretty cool. I'll use that. And they're like, hey, Steve, this is pretty cool. You should use that. And then eventually it gets spread around enough that someone's just like, how dare you make us use this? And we're like, we didn't ever make you do anything. It's really bizarre. And and, and so whilst I do, um, I do agree that the, becoming a true open standards body would be a good end result for the fig. It, it's very different to what it is now, and, and getting to be that open group that has enough community um, uh, community involvement will be really hard because already the fig is some group of self-selected uh, elitists that just want to tell everyone how to write their code, right? And it's already that. And if it becomes any more than that, people are going to flip all the tables in the world, and it, it it's it's really hard to get to the point that would be better in a way that won't cause more trouble, even though people will always freak out about something in, in PHP. Just right? be before uh, Michelangelo chimes in, like, so, <laughs> you know, you look at, so, the, the irony, of course, is that the, the sort of the widespread adoption of the fig is what people use to argue against the fig, which is actually kind of yeah. really yeah, yeah. the fig. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. That's actually the number one feedback I see is, I'm not going to use PSR2 because everyone keeps telling me to use it. I'm like, that, what? <laughs> <laughs> this thing's really cool. Fuck and it. Then, I, then I the, and then the idea that it's, that it's <laughs> some, like Larry Garfield, I don't know who, what, where, where he's from that he has 48 hours in his day. To, to do you know like day job and and and, and other effort and then you know and Drupal and then and also get into uh, sleep he runs on huts yeah yeah <laughs> oh, man I got to figure out all the powers <laughs> he does keep it in his vest yeah that's why he has ten of the same vest and he keeps each one charged up when he's not <laughs> I'm ready to fight 
Um, He's got a vested interest. Oh, <laughs> oh, thank you very much for your contribution. Thank you very much for your contribution. I can answer that. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that uh, Matthew said it correctly, where he said, well, the fig is basically to provide interoperability between the projects. I mean, every project, big or small, has to face some common problems. And the fig is trying to figure out a way that components from one framework that solves one problem can be used within, without any problems in another project because the, the standards exist. Maybe it would be nicer for people that don't actually understand what the fig is consisting about that people basically say, okay, the fig is about the projects, the open source projects that want to work together in making a better world, basically. Uh, I'll let you sum that up. No, I was pouring whiskey. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Adam, Adam, you uh, would you like to take that one? No, I, I got nothing. Are you playing Space Invaders? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, well, it, it kind of boils down to so what uh, the I mean, so Cal's the godfather of the PHP community. What does that make you? Yeah. I'm just uh, <laughs> okay. so Dragon B, Dragon B, the uh, the the ultimate groupie of the PHP uh, community. Um, is saying so basically that the, he was trying to make a, a really it was a long tail pun. Uh, you know, the fig figures out things. Um, <laughs> And, and but, but, but really, like, so we should not be wasting time. Like, if, if I'm working on a project, I shouldn't be figuring out an auto-loading scheme. I shouldn't be figuring out uh, my logging implementation. Like, this stuff, if, if I just know it's handled, and then I know there's other, other, other like, other projects, other packages that are using this, yep. then I can interface. Yep. I, I don't have yes. to think about it. That's the nice thing. Again, the whole idea of sort of don't repeat yourself writ large in a way that is open and use it if you want to. Don't exactly. I mean, it's about interoperability between projects, but what is that code that's sitting in that directory on your, your laptop? It's a project. It's about interoperability mm. between your project and open source projects. It's, it's, it's I mean, yeah. I it's mean, kind of a, it's sort of like a meta PHP interface. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a question from Margaret. All right. So I have a, I have a question comment. <laughs> so the, the mission of the thing it's 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 about making projects work together better and, and it's about getting people to code in a way that makes it easier for projects to work together better which kind of makes it really makes the cornerstone of the fig an education project because mm. without disseminating this information there's no way to accomplish the overarching goal so like what does the fig do to distribute that information in an educational way? Like, how do you overcome the fact that people are like, don't tell me what to do, fuck off? <laughs> how do you how do you distribute that information in any useful way and how do you orient your group towards that yeah. goal? Yeah, um, question, very short summary, was uh, kind of the figure's doing a lot of things and then it needs to educate the uh, the rest of the community about it. Um, nice. and, and how does it, How does it? yeah, if it's, po it's pointless if we're not educating the community about that, that, it. That's the role um, of the user groups. I mean, the, the fig decides on, uh, okay, we decide yeah, to if, if, if anyone wants to talk for more than a couple of seconds, use the mic. I'm going to defer, I'm going <laughs> to give up my chair. Talk, talk them out, talk them out. Oh, yeah. I'll see. Hi there. Hi, internet. <laughs> okay, uh, well, the fig decides on the stand, and then you need to have your peers to relay the message. I think the user groups and the communities can help with that and relay it to other uh, people. 
Yes. No, absolutely. I agree. I was just laughing because I just blocked Adam's face directly off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the user groups are important in that. There's, there's, actually, there's actually something. Uh, user groups need to educate people about things. People give talks about interesting stuff. That's a, a, a always standing role of the user group. But uh, the FIG itself does need to do that. And luckily, that's something that the secretaries are going to be involved with, right, Samantha? Um, yeah. the, there's going to be a blog, which I, I, I don't know if secretaries blog on it, but there's going to be a blog fairly soon. So, uh, yeah, I want to hear more about that secretary role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, communication is so important. Like, and it's it's always a weakness in an organization because I mean I think as a whole, developers are not the population of that's great community. Uh, communicators. <laughs> what was that? Communicators, and the population that's great developers. Like, there's not tr tremendous amount of overlap there. Yeah. You know, so I mean, communication is really important. Process is really important. Uh, being able to to focus this, these debates, these these debates that drag on and on and on. <laughs> the drama. Focus the drama into actually something productive, and then take the results of that 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 drama of that that conversation, pare it down to what's meaningful, and then actually communicate that to the community, so that user groups yeah. uh, can start picking it up and start uh, sort of disseminating. And again, it's not about it's not about being prescriptive. Like the reason that the reason that PSR four and PSR zero are so widely adopted is just because they were great ideas, not in their actual implementation. You can find holes in, in the implementation uh, for any of these things, but because it was a great idea to actually just pick something yes. and do it. It's the same thing with PSR 2. Yeah. So you can make arguments maybe about some of the other PSRs that they're, they're a little too specific to one specific area, but you know, not every... Not every pet, every Python enhancement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not every standard is going to be applicable to everybody's project. You're going to have things that are like PSR4 that affects basically every PHP project, yeah. modern PHP project in the world. You're going to have ones that, like maybe the caching PSR, I'm going to hate to pick on that one, but that's not really going to affect much. No, but uh, but that's and that's absolutely fine. It's not about like like deciding how anyone's going to implement their application. Just saying, let's have a common language. If I say that you know our company uses PSR2 as a standard. It means I don't have to have a 90-page standard document about how to write your code. Like it's, it's all about, it, it is in a way, you can, you can, it is in a way about facilitating communication by defining terms and then making those terms public and, and letting people comment on those terms, yeah. vote on those terms, understand those terms, and then make a choice about whether or not they want to accept or reject them. Yeah, that's a much better approach. I, I feel like at the moment people don't know enough, enough about why things were done, how they were done, what specifically was done, and what that means. And so their immediate reaction is to just pick up their screen, their keyboard and just start screaming into it as loud as they can. And, and that, unfortunately, is reddit.com. But, um, Margaret, did you have another question? <laughs> I would like to hear more about the secretary role, because I have heard this about it peripherally from people who are interested conceptually, and they ask me questions as if I know any Thing about it. Like, <laughs> right. and, and, the, and the number one question that I hear is, do you need to be a member of the FIG, or can oh. you be a member of the FIG in order right. to be a secretary? The, the, so what is the role? What are the requirements? The What's this all about then? FIG secretary role um, is, I guess you've looked at it more recently, they asked me to have a quick look at that, and I said, no, I'm not getting involved, and I ran away screaming and recommended people that I thought would do a very good job. So, so essentially the idea behind the FIG secretary role is that um, there will be three administrators who serve two-year terms. They are, yeah. They're somewhat overlapping, so you're always having this. Once the first uh, uh, secretary serve their term, there'll be like an influx of new, new blood over time. Um, the idea is, so in order to serve as a FIG secretary, you can't be a uh, you can't be a FIG member. Right, you cannot uh, be it's exactly. So the idea is that these are roles that are uh, purely um, administrative, communicative, um, and non-partial. They don't have a voting interest in any of the standards. 
Um, and the idea here is to actually just to moderate, to make to implement process, to make sure that process is being uh, followed during the discussion and voting periods on different PSRs. Yep. Uh, just, I mean, really, it's just to, to just kind of. I mean, this sounds terrible to be the grown-ups in the room and to make sure that the that the uh, conversations are are productive and moving towards an end that will eventually result in a vote that means the fig yep. either adopts a standard or doesn't adopt a standard. Right, yeah, because we've definitely seen it happen, and it's, it's happened with me. Um, sometimes you kind of get locked into it, and, and you're just having this you know, fight where, like, my point, your point, this point, this thing, that thing, you get kind of yeah. lost in the midst of, of point by point and, and various people. And, and then even after that, the same person who was just in a massive argument can make a really solid point. You're like, fuck him. And it, it does, the fig ends up with a lot of that sort of stuff. And, and, and luckily, it's, it's got better over time, I believe. But, um, yeah, that, it, that can cause problems, and having, like, a... a, a you say it all in the room, and that's pretty much exactly right. Like without meaning to be patronizing, like yeah. having someone that doesn't isn't in there. There's no ego involved. There's no nothing. It's just like ah, hang about. Let's yeah. let's sort this out. Is is going to be really important in the same way that like the figs bylaws really helped it out before. It was just this like nine people randomly on a mailing list that met at a conference, which was a great start. But then as it grew, it's like you know we need more bylaws, we need more rules and, and standards, and instead of just kind of like arbitrarily doing crap and seeing what happens. So um. Does anyone have any more comments on the fig before we wander off to a, a different point? The bartender is once well, again. Well, uh, <laughs> Jason was nailing it being a bartender in the hot tub uh, yesterday evening. He had about 25 different spirits available. And he's once again, <laughs> once again, supplying the Tito. There we go. Why am I literally the only person that brought Mixer as well? <laughs> Never mind. Okay, okay. Uh, any more points on the fig secretary type stuff before we... We move along. Making money on the side, making making here. that side money. Um, <laughs> it's all about getting that gold. I've been trying to get a boat for the last two years. I when I started doing my book, I was like, "This is going to help me get my boat," and then I'm going to be Captain Sturgeon, and y'all can fuck off. And unfortunately, I still don't have my boat have now. You been off your taxes yet? Nearly. I'm I'm down to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it turns out if you don't pay taxes for an entire year, the IRS get really shitty about it. So, um, yeah, mostly gone. I'm down to like five percent. I'm pretty happy. Um, so no boat for me, and my taxes are horrendous. Um, deportation sucks, and uh, <laughs> so I've been I've been doing what I can to make a little bit of side money, and uh, I've always been that person that would like never put adverts on my blog. I'd never put um, ads on there. You know, even when it was getting some traffic, I, I didn't want to have adwords in the corner or product placements. Um, and I, I'm generally against that sort of thing, but had to make a bit of money. So in the past, we talked about the ridiculous made-in production t-shirt selling website, right? And, and I told a few people the other day, the first time around in the space of five months of me running around carrying boxes of t-shirts to the shipping, uh, to the goddamn USPS post office in Brooklyn, which is literally where hell is. Um, in six months of that, we lost $200. What's happening over here? Can you not do that near my laptop? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, <laughs> so some side projects make a bit of money, and sometimes it's a bit of a waste of time. But you, you, some people do freelance work, and some people do other things. And I generally try and avoid freelance work whenever I can, because it just does my head in. But um, what do you, uh, Adam? You, you talking a little bit about like you've got a side project going on at the moment? Yeah, I got a so I have a SaaS app that I put out a few months back that actually automates PSR two code review on GitHub. So if you open up a pull request on a project, it'll kind of analyze it for style guide violations, find the 
filter out any any violations that aren't on lines that you added or changed, and it'll just comment on them like someone on your team would. So we found that uh, historically it's hard to get people to like run winters in their build process, especially mm -hmm. when you bring on contractors and stuff like that on the team. And um, we'd end up doing code review and it would like devolve into basically just style guide checking or checking like <laughs> pedantic crap that doesn't matter. And once you like get into that mentality of just like looking to make sure brackets are in the right place, you stop looking at like, you know, this, how this thing was implemented as a whole and trying to figure out, is this the right approach to solving this problem? So the goal with it is just to try and figure out ways to automate as many of these like little nitpicky things out of the way as possible so that um, people on your team that are doing real code review don't have the opportunity to let it devolve into like more of pedantic crap yeah. and focusing on uh, higher level stuff that only like, a real developer can comment on. So it's called Nitpick CI. It's at nitpickci.com. We go with the dash. Both will work. Um, I hear the inspiration for this service was uh, providing uh, Graham Campbell as a service. Yes, it's Graham Campbell as a service. So I was actually thinking about implementing a Graham Campbell. Oh. <laughs> a Graham Campbell moreover, instead of actually telling you what like the, the issues are on each line, it just says CS. CS. Jeremy is really nailing it with the signs here. Um, it's, it's one of those signs do an errand stop because that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. And uh, <laughs> um, so, what made you decide to, to, to make that as a, as like a SaaS thing and like you charge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I made it just because like it seemed like it'd be useful for our team. And there was there's a, another product in the market that's very similar um, called Hound, but those like Ruby style guide checking and SaaS and I think CoffeeScript too. But they would never, ever, ever have PHP support. So I built one that does PHP. We kind of dog-fooded it at Titan for a few months. And then eventually, after a bunch of pressure from uh, Matt Stouffer and Taylor Arwell and Jeff Ruey, I finished up the payment stuff and pushed it to something that people can actually pay for. And uh, yeah, so a lot of open source projects are using it. There's a couple real customers that pay for it too. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I would say, it's more work than I expected. Like even like, I could fill forty hours a week if I wanted to actually push it. You know what I mean? Right. Writing content related to it or adding new features. You get a lot of feature requests for that. I get a few, but I pretty much just say no to all of them. Uh, <laughs> keep it kind of small. But uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been good. Hmm. It's well, good to for me. The main goal was like not to make a lot of extra money on the side, although it's nice to have something that people can like, pay for and have a real thing. Mm. To me, the main thing was like, as a developer who works at, um, you know, a company that fills their day working on client projects and stuff like that, I never really like get my own stuff finished and posted. So I have like a million things that are like half done. I get like just enough done to like solve my own problems, but it's never like good enough to really like, if someone was to say like, can you show me something that you've done? I wouldn't want to show anything. Right, right. So I kind of like. Hang on, a, hang on a second. Uh, Jeremy is attempting to mix a drink using. He's. There we go. I'm just gonna keep the. I'm just gonna keep it pointing this way because this is just all much more interesting. This is this angle up right. Just a little bit. more. Right yeah, with the forehead involved. Yeah, so it's really point out that way. <laughs> <laughs> People can swap between audience yeah. and well, There we go. So uh, wonderful. <laughs> Look at it. Everyone wait. Um, 
what the fuck were we talking about? Yeah, I, don't know so anyways, so, so, I was saying, main goal, main goal with that side project was just to get something finished. You say that like the, the goal isn't really to make a lot of money. It's just kind of like a, a yeah, cool I mean, thing that one side. Yeah, I mean, make money, but at the same time, like I'm totally satisfied just to be able to like say I made this. I'm proud of it. I feel yeah. like I finally finished something that I did a good job on, and it's up there. Whereas most people and me myself for years and years until this just had tons of shit sitting in some dev folder on my hard drive or on stage and service that no one could look at that no one could do anything with, and I never had anything right. to show to say like, hey, I actually can build software. <laughs> Absolutely, Margaret. Okay, so the brilliant young woman to your immediate right. Mm. What would she like to talk about? Oh, yeah, I was about to. She just hasn't talked in like a really long time. I, really, I, I just, just want to hear the sound of the voice. Literally, literally the next question. question. <laughs> um, that's how I make my money, just lurking. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Who are you again? I don't know who, why are you. I, I don't know. Call me whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Um. So, so your little side project. Uh, your side project is um, you are trying to compete and write a book about APIs. Yeah, yeah. How dare um, you? There can so, be only one book about APIs. <laughs> so you see, uh, so we've kind of reversed this. Your book is using PHP and yeah. mine is going to be using Rails. Oh, um, yeah, right. so uh, we can kind of one-up each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I accidentally started writing a book. Um, and it seems like a great idea at the time. Uh, writing a book and you know books are great uh, and then you realize that you put all of this time into this thing to make about three dollars an hour um, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I wish I were joking um, but when you do the breakdown of the amount of time that goes into it versus how much you actually get from something like that um, yeah three dollars an hour it's uh, it's it's awesome so mm. it's it's kind of a really cool side project like don't get me wrong writing is awesome teaching people is amazing love doing it um, but uh, the money, not as good. <laughs> well, if, if you work for three dollars an hour, I mean, uh, will you swap uh, our Indian team for? <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh. I'm good. Um, wow. Yeah, so that, that's that's. <laughs> and that makes it an interesting point, right? Like, if you're getting three bucks an hour, why why wouldn't you just freelance? Uh, why why wouldn't uh, you do some consulting or something like that? Why, what what motivates you to to work on the book, knowing that it's not going to get you? crazy cash money um yeah so I, I mean this is kind of why I got into evangelism is I, I really like teaching people I like helping people solve their problems you know I'm not a rock star but I like to help other people on their path to becoming rock stars it's what I'm really <laughs> passionate about actually um, so that's why I'm, I'm writing this book it's about API design and things like that and you know if I if I help one person like it's worth the three dollars an hour honestly. Yeah. so uh, this is the blatant uh, you know Well so, played. Great story about that. <laughs> so I was at a conference where he said staff published copies, and he had no idea that it was going to be published. I sent him a picture, and he was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I got I so excited by that. Do you want one? I have <laughs> yes. One. Okay, shoot me an address. <laughs> Which is um, which is <laughs> tech editing for O'Reilly sounds a lot better than tech editing for Pact because I believe most of their books are tech edited by a drunken koala bear. Um, <laughs> based on my experience of reading those pieces of shit. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's changed his Don't tune in the last me. couple of years. <laughs> 
Uh, don't write for Pact. Um, so, <laughs> how did you how did you get going with um, with writing? How did that come into play? It was just kind of uh, well. Uh, so I worked with them to, to sponsor conferences. Uh, it's kind of my my job is sponsoring things and making words of people. Uh, so I know a lot of people at O'Reilly. Yeah, no, making words. It's, a good thing. it's, it's every it's time a, I like it. It's a great thing. Yeah. Um, and it can go deeper. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I uh, just kind of got into contact with a lot of people at O'Reilly. Uh, have been giving a talk on APIs. Actually, if any of you saw the talk that I did at this conference, that's my most popular talk. Everybody like wants me to do it at their events, which is great. Um, but some people at O'Reilly saw it and they were like, hey, you know, this would actually be kind of a, a cool book to have. This is kind of an up and coming thing, especially like if you follow any of the, the Internet of Things. Uh, by the way, follow Internet of, of Shit on Twitter. Internet of shit on Twitter is amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Did you see the one that was the um, the connected um, eye mask? Yes. And it looked like Phantom of the Opera, but like it was going to murder you immediately. <laughs> um, it was terrifying. Yeah, that the uh, the Bluetooth toothbrush that told you like how healthy your teeth were. Because, uh, <laughs> apparently, your toothbrush needs to tell you this, of course. It's, it's a shame that uh, Gary uh, Gary has, has wandered off because uh, there's an amazing world comedian called Rod Gilbert who sounds very similar. And uh, he, uh, anyone has seen this comedy set? The only other Brit in the room knows this one. And <laughs> And he just has a whole set about how his wife bought him this like hundred dollar, um, hundred pound uh, toothbrush, and she said, "No, no, it's, it's it's worth it. It's got a computer on board." Um, he said, "Why would? Oh, okay. I guess I can move all my files across. Does it do Word? Does it do PowerPoint? Does it? What is it? What's it got on there?" And uh, and he's like, "No, it tells you how many times you brushed your teeth." And he's like, "I fucking." Never had a problem with that. <laughs> but no, but it tells you when you can replace it. He's like, I'm not a fucking scientist, but when it goes a little bit floppy, I go, fuck it, I'll get a new one. Like, yeah. Most of this shit doesn't leave help. It's, it's, <laughs> it's shit, yes. Um, so we're allocating IP addresses to bullshit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the uh, the tech community went, oh, we've moved from IP4 towards IP6. We have loads of IP addresses. Challenge accepted. Except that nobody has moved to IP6. Nobody has moved to IP6. Yes. Uh, that's true. Because it's a, it's a fad, remember. <laughs> if you're not following it already, uh, the Twitter account, Internet of Shit, is absolutely cool. Yeah. Yes. Further recommendations to follow twitter.com slash Internet of Shit. There you go. We have one more for them. You, you will not be disappointed. Um, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Uh, so, yes, IPv6, use it. It's, it's good. Do you know about uh, how you got involved with the early stuff and something, something they're saying oh, is very yes, up and yes. coming, it's um, still the new stuff? Yeah, so someone was like, <laughs> I'm glad someone is. Question. Take a question? Yeah. So, what was the process going from a talk to a book? Um, so I, some O'Reilly people saw this talk that I had been doing, and they were like, "Hey, that'd be a great book. You know, why don't why don't you pitch it to us?" And so I did, and uh, they were, we're kind of going through some of the, the outlining processes right now. So I, I kind of took the talk and was like, "Okay." So the the talk, if you haven't seen it, it's very very high level like REST concepts. Uh, but how would we go from taking someone through those concepts and going from zero to API uh, in in a book? Just a very simple kind of thing. Uh, so I kind of had to, to take the talk, uh, cut out some of the stuff that maybe was not super important, uh, and then kind of expand it into uh, an outline. And it was actually pretty involved. Uh, the, the process from the pitch until like actually getting confirmation that they wanted to do it uh, was about six months. So it's, it's oh, wow. a very, very involved process. It took a lot six of months for no boat, zero boat. Yes. <laughs> so how many hours did you spend before? Yeah. Before you, they said, "Okay, we're going to pay you for 
Um, Approximate. At least twenty. Um, just going going through the the talk slides, figuring out you know the, the information that was important, the information that wasn't important. Uh, how how we would approach this? Uh, we waffled over you know what technology would be used. They were very much against PHP. They wanted me to use Node, and I was like, why don't we meet in the middle? I would use Rails. So that's that's kind of how that went down. Um, but no, it's, it's actually everybody involved in the process has been great. Uh, there are some very very smart people working there, uh, and they're they're very thorough, and it shows that they actually care about what they're doing. Uh, there's a question over here, and then yeah, I was wondering how was it living for six months on three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I haven't actually made any money yet, so uh, I will let you know. But luckily, she still has the other kidney, and the sale of yes. the first one was yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, Selling a liver, by the way, uh, but I'm kind of uh, in the middle of punishing it. Gently loved liver. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is there a cute animal on the cover, and did you get to pick it? So, TBD. We're not sure <laughs> there's a cute animal or not for those listening at home. Maybe a cat. So, I. I don't think I've ever actually seen like a house cat O'Reilly book. I've seen like cougars and sorts. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of fun trivia. Apparently, they found like some some drawings of all these animals from like the eighteen hundreds, and they they used those for a while, and then now they have artists that recreate new animals. Yeah. So like the animal thing happened on accident for O'Reilly, as far as I know. I feel bad for the person who has the snail. There is somebody that legit has a snail, and I want to say it was like a, a like a some sort of messaging queue thing or some database thing. Something that like should obviously not have a snail. Snail queue, yes, the alternative. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the get there eventually. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Adam, throw him, throw him back to you for a second. <laughs> Sloth MQ, wonderful. Adam, throw him back to you. So uh, one of the interesting things about this stuff is, is... tell ho, Adam. Bye, Dad. Um, <laughs> uh, SSH has a snail. Yeah, something yes. like completely inappropriate. <laughs> no, FDP should be the snail, sure. Yeah. Uh, but a dead snail, I don't know. <laughs> um, so Adam, throwing back to you. So, so an interesting thing with these side projects is that, that they go through this inter interesting uh, transition where basically you have, a, you have an idea and you start working on it. And then, you know, it takes a while, but you launch it, and there's things out there, and, and, and nitpick, you know, CIO, or whatever's going on. Um, uh, Madeinproduction.com, any of these things, they have this weird state where they're like a pseudo-company, right? It looks like it's a company, but it's just some shit that I put on the internet, yeah. right? And, and <laughs> everyone that's giving me money is super trusting right now for that statement. But, um, so you kind of make this thing, and you're just like, ah, I'll see how that goes, and you, and you put it online, and, and it's a really interesting transition as uh, you don't want to like go and register a company every time you have an idea, because that gets really expensive, and I've been fined a few times for forgetting to file taxes for companies I forgot I had in England, so um, it is a problem. <laughs> but um, you go through this interesting stage where uh, you have an idea, it's not quite a company, and it's just this thing. Like, Have you thought about that much? Like, Do you think about like yeah. taxes or yeah, money or like I where have, that goes? So I am just doing it as like regular income that would come in from like consulting or anything like that and not worrying about it um, too much. But yeah, I don't know, I have the same feelings as you. Like what are you supposed to do? Like what what's the threshold where like okay, all of a sudden I actually have to do something proper now. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I make an effort like I don't try to like hide the fact on the website that it's like just me. 
So if you look at like the FAQ and the answers to the questions, none of it say like we are working on that feature. Right. It's like I thought about that feature, but I haven't put it in there yet. <laughs> or like if you have a question, email me at my email address. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're totally right about all that stuff. The other thing that I've always like not known what to do is you have things like you know your terms of service or privacy policy and you have to consult a lawyer and all this stuff yeah like, shopify just gives you that you can click a button and say use the yeah. standard one on the yeah. t-shirt website i had to delete the part that said like you can return dvds and books and i'm like yeah. no we don't sell those but yeah sure. you can copy some shit yeah i haven't come up with like a good um you know approach for that stuff in general i think mm. i think it would work out fine to just like take the actual revenue and report that as like personal income like it would be yeah. anything else but as far as like any of your like legal obligations and things like that. That's where it starts to like get a little bit more worrisome for me. It'd be cool if there was a lot of good open source resources for like mm. there's an open source like privacy policy you can use on your site. There's an open source terms yeah. of service or disclaimers and work through an LLC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, really what you know, yeah. that was you have uh, this uh, legal company that generates Mm. to say, oh, I want to have this and this and this. Yeah, yeah the, in the United States, there's, so yeah, there are services around that will give you help with, with certain legal aspects. So if you're just concerned about the legal aspect, there's legal Zoom uh, here in the States, and there's there's a few other ones in, in various places. And so for certain things like the, the privacy policy and for other things, you can get a document and you're, you're done. But it's just this kind of like weird, interesting step that you go through, um, which I, I guess until you've done it, it is quite hard to, uh, it's weird to think about, but like it, with, with this made in production stuff that I'm doing, like if, if a t-shirt goes missing, um, then I, I feel like every time I come apply to someone out, like no one's ever not had a t-shirt or not had a refund, right? That's on me, we lose a bit of money, but you, you feel it's like personal obligation and stuff. And, and larger companies, um, maybe not, Amazon will always give you that bloody t-shirt, right? But there's these certain things you go through where you're like, am I, should I be a company? Do I need this like thing in place to make sure that I don't get fired or don't get sued, right? Like if yeah. you have some problem where there's, uh, some sort of um, somebody hacks into your servers and gets a copy of a client's code whilst you're checking it against yep. uh, against that, and that gets leaked out and broadcast all over the place, or something crazy like that. And you personally, like, you're liable in this as a company, right? Like yeah. That, yeah. Not to try and keep you awake at night, but like that's that's that sort of thing is never worrying yeah. to me. And yeah. It's really weird. The thing is, yeah. you can form an LLC for you know less than two hundred bucks in any state yeah. in the United States. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Like you can have one LLC. Like I do all of my like side work through an LLC. Like the one yeah. LLC. Yeah, exactly. You know, just like have an LLC, and then all that yeah. does is provide you with legal liability, you know, protection. Yeah. I do the same thing. I put all the the projects and, and crap under the umbrella of the LLC. That's actually helped out a lot. Um, I have had some problems. Not. They didn't actually go to court, um, but they, there were some potential legal issues that uh, I was protected by because I had all those things. Under yeah, yeah. Back in the UK, that's um, I used to run a company called Happy Ninjas, and run a company is a fancy name for like I filed some fucking paper, right? And Happy Ninja was like me and two other people, and we did design and development work together. And it was the parent company that handled stuff for fuel, and it was the the company that ran the Coding Nights conference and all these random projects I was doing. It it was the parent company for Pyro CMS, and these were all just things and it was just like one paypal account and everything went into that yep. um and and that made life a lot easier um the, the only downside to that was when we tried to we, we eventually span pyro cms off into a um an inc like an american company um and the the plan for that was that we were going to try and get me a visa through that like i was going to get my buddy gerald to uh to like run the american company and then to get the visa you have to prove that you would be better at doing that job than than a person in the united states i was like 
who would be better at developing Pirate CMS than the guy that bloody made it? Well, me, give me a visa. <laughs> hey, but uh, didn't, need to, do, didn't need to do it. Yeah, no, no, that, that would have worked. I, I worked for some other dickheads that went bankrupt. But um, uh, where was I going again? I just keep going back to then I got deported. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, definitely putting things under an umbrella company is a really wise idea. Like doing it as soon as you can is great. Like we're, we've already done that with Made in Production because, um, yeah, like the first time around, we're just trying an idea out and like we lost 200 bucks in five months. Like, that doesn't matter. Like, that's just a silly side product experiment that failed. Um, but now we're at the point where I made like 500 bucks in a month or something. And we're like, oh shit, that actually might need to be a thing. So there's enough people involved at that point um, with with um, you know buying shirts and shit that, 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 that would make sense to put it into a company. And also it stops my PayPal account and my own personal credit card becoming a slush fund, which is pretty helpful. Because yes. uh, <laughs> the hard thing with this is that the payments, um, payments all go out using whichever thing that you set. So you, if you set it as PayPal, that's fine. But then people, some people pay you with PayPal and some people pay you with credit cards, which goes via Stripe, which means I don't get that money for another five days, which means it ain't anywhere near my bank account or PayPal. So there's all this money flying out, and I get Aww. nothing. Thank you very much. I just want sympathy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, limited. <laughs> so registering a limited. <laughs> so registering your own company is the way to go. And now Magento have done roughly the same thing because they're no longer part of eBay. Ben, would you like to talk about Magento for a bit? <laughs> we, we can all we can all sit down now. It's just you know, we can all just. You can take my spot. All right, we're swapping out, swapping out. Oh, cracking, gimme. Yeah, yeah. I'll swap you. Swap all right. You. So yeah, yeah, they have been. Of course, I do. There have been some changes in the Magento world since last time. Just wait, show of hands. We've got a lot of people here in the uh, in the audience. Um, how many people here are actually interested in the story of Magento at this point? Just curious. All right, cool. Just two, that's good. Uh, all right. It's a little bit interesting. But I know there's a huge audience out there. Right, right. Um, it's it's no longer an eBay thing. So just two, two big things. Um, it's to, no longer an eBay thing. So it started out totally just open source here. Let's let's like take Java developers and have them write. A PHP framework to do e-commerce with, and then uh, yeah, eBay said that looks beautiful. We'll buy that um, because actually there was a lot of money going through PayPal, and then uh, recently uh, eBay decided that they weren't going to make their whole sort of let's be Amazon model work. I, I don't know if that was their strategy at all. I wasn't in any of those meetings, but uh, so yeah, we're spun out. We're owned by uh, the same company that owns Doc Martens and Hugo Boss and tons of other properties. Awesome. Yeah. And lots of well, and tech properties too. They're really, and they're cool. They're really, actually they're in the long game, which is really nice. So it's not sort of a uh, pump and dump kind of uh, private equity fund. Uh, they actually. Like, I've not heard of pump and dump before. Pump is that something that happens uh, in the past or what? A bank. <laughs> <laughs> and then things take a turn. Uh, <laughs> so like kind of well, bank capital maybe like right. uh, the, the idea that you buy something, load it up with debt, and then sort of extract value mm. and turn it off. No, this the, the, our premier is the the company that owns us. Um, Basically, all, all we know now is we're kind of back in kind of well-fed startup mode, really profitable company, but uh, uh, Magento 2 came out, and again, so back to the fake discussion, like we literally were able to deliver on time because of all the things that we could use out in the community, mm. um, and hopefully people like what we made, what we spent a couple years making yeah. with a couple hundred developers, which uh, it takes a little while to build a big e-commerce framework. 
Um, and I'm just, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and how is Magento two? Yes. You sir. Magento two. In your estimate, how many man hours? Oh, so person hours. How many person hours? Yeah. So the question was, how how many how many person hours went into people hours, or you know, however you identify hours of development time. We may have hired some. Sentient um, being out. Sentient being out. Well, you know, I've known some developers. As a cyber. So I, 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 someone knows somewhere because we, we have. <laughs> I only bit of allowance went in, right? Yeah. Ask eBay. <laughs> so no, we have we have uh, we have a lot we have a, a lot of really talented talented people. A lot of them in the Ukraine. Um, uh, so a lot of effort went into building. Magento. And it wasn't just the engineers, right? It's architectural councils. It's it's domain experts in commerce. And I have no idea that actually somewhere someone knows because we all got paychecks. We have this massive Jira instance, right? So 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 I could probably extract that data if it's important. I can find out for you. That's my job as evangelist. And uh, we've just asked Jeremy to come and join us because I feel like he really wanted to get involved. Sorry, we, I mean, come on just this <laughs> way. Oh, hold on, hold on. there we go. Question. This, this um, is Jeremy. I've been very how quiet many, all evening. How many people uh, think or have said to you that you look like a skinny Kevin James? Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith. No, 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 no. The guy from, like, Mall, Mall, Mall Rats? Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Dogma. Silent Bob. Silent Bob. Silent Bob. Silent Well, in some ways. <laughs> in, some, in some ways, Phil Sturgeon is my hetero life mate. Okay, I'm kidding. Right here, buddy. Right here. So he's your Jay. He's my Jay. Okay. Right, he's got the mouth. Oh, that's beautiful. I was just about to start singing the song they do in Clerks One, and literally not no one single word of that is appropriate for this conference. I think the word and is okay. He does. It's Kevin, it's Kevin Smith, if you're thinking Dogma. Kevin Smith. No, 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 no. Uh, Kevin James is, is uh, Paul Clark. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that's all that's right. offensive. Let's get the microphone out of the way so you can see. This is this is Ben's sad face. This is the sad face. I've seen the... Hang on. For, for a moment, can we all recognize that we're having a conversation about what someone looks like on a fucking podcast? Can we stop this conversation? <laughs> It's like that. that oh, black yeah, he's got such a strong chin. No one cares. Let me, let me see. Let me see. Let me We're moving along. Yeah. Uh, we just, I just wanted to get Jeremy on. Um, what does is, what is Jeremy look like? Everyone listening at home on iTunes, what does Jeremy look like? Um, right. Uh, how many Mentos does it take to create a. Oh, oh no, no, it's a mental oh, guy. Okay. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> as we have clearly got to the point where we're running out of steam and sobriety, does anyone have any, in the audience have any questions for the wonderful people or Jeremy on this panel? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. right. Do the mentos go in? So, uh, hey, so I guess maybe a question for you guys. What, what do you think about the 2016 edition of Sunshine PHP? Thank you. There you go. It's all right, isn't it? 
And this time, no one's bathroom came open and no one lost a tooth. So it's much, much better. <laughs> Wait, what? I'll tell you later. It's <laughs> Get it all. Get it all, Jeremy. Get all of it. <laughs> Okay, for everyone listening on iTunes, I'm sorry, just get to a computer. So I want to welcome to the last year of the Sunshine Beach biggest This is pretty much so. Are you trying to smile? Yeah.